A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus entered a village where a woman whose name was Martha welcomed him. She had a sister named Mary who sat beside the Lord at his feet, listening to him speak. Martha, burdened with much serving, came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me by myself to do the serving? Tell her to help me. The Lord said to her in reply, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, and it will not be taken from her. The Gospel of the Lord. The biblical story of Martha and Mary has traditionally been read as a reflection on the tension between two opposing forms of discipleship, action and contemplation. But if we place the story in its wider context, it opens up a much broader interpretation. The past few weeks we've been reading about the first missionary journey. Remember, the Samaritans refuse hospitality to Jesus and his disciples, because they are on their way to Jerusalem, and in so doing, the Samaritans reject the gospel. In contemporary storytelling, we narrate a story from beginning to end. But ancient authors would sometimes sandwich the main point into the middle of a story. This technique is called chiasm, from the Greek letter chi, which looks like an X. A chiasm is a literary structure which makes two or more statements and then makes the same kind of statements in reverse order. A, B, B, A. There's often a key point in the very center of the X that is not repeated. A, B, C, B, A. This section of Luke's Gospel begins in chapter 9, verse 51, when Jesus set his face toward Jerusalem. Samaritan inhospitality ends with Martha's active hospitality, welcoming Jesus and his band of disciples, A prime. Symbolically, Martha embraces the Gospel through her activity of hospitality, a key feature of the kingdom of God. When the parable is detached from the larger narrative, the force of Martha's positive activity of welcoming and hospitality becomes obscured. Jesus and the disciples have arrived at Jerusalem, Bethany marking the outskirts of this destination. The episodes sandwiched in between these two stories are the sending out of the 72 disciples the instructions for missionary life, and the story of the Good Samaritan. At the center of the section, after giving thanks to the Father, Jesus says privately to the disciples, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. All these things that are happening point to the coming of the kingdom of God. Just after this meal, the disciples meet the lawyer whose question about eternal life leads to the answer in the Good Samaritan parable. This parable ends with the admonition, Go 
and do likewise, namely, to treat one's enemies as a neighbor with compassion. Immediately after the parable, we arrive at the house of Martha, who generously welcomes Jesus and the disciples into her home. She exemplifies the ideal disciple, universal hospitality being one of the marks of discipleship, along with compassion. Martha is burdened with much serving. The Greek word used is diakonia, from which we get our word deacon. If Martha is embracing Jesus' missionary work, it's more likely that her distraction pertains to this mission and her particular role in the Christian community. Warren Carter suggests that in naming Mary as her sister, it is reasonable to conclude that Martha and Mary are partners in this leadership and its tasks. In the previous parable, Jesus praises the action of the Samaritan. You remember, there were 14 verbs. Jesus does not lift up the behavior of the priests and Levite, who led the scholarly, contemplative life of the day. Instead, he advocates an inclusive care and compassion for everyone, men and women, Jews and Greeks, Samaritans and... Is Jesus' remark about Mary his defense of her call to full discipleship and apostolic life? Could this be a form of inclusive hospitality on Jesus' part, and not a commentary about Martha at all? Mary is often admired as a symbol of the idealized contemplative, off somewhere in prayer. In fact, Jesus will teach about prayer in the next chapter, but that introduces a new section. Today's gospel is the conclusion and resolution of the dilemma posed by inhospitality. The story itself suggests something more startling. Mary is admitted to the public role of disciple with the others who are traveling with Jesus. To sit at the rabbi's feet meant to apprentice oneself as a disciple, to study Torah with the rabbi, the teacher. Both women can be seen as exemplary models of discipleship. Both assume roles that are usually performed by men. In Middle Eastern culture, the head of the household is the one who offers hospitality to the guest or stranger. We saw this when Abraham entertained the three angelic visitors, while Sarah eavesdrops from behind the tent. In this instance, we must assume that Martha is the head of the household. When she appears in John's Gospel and speaks resurrection faith, it's clear that she is head of the house church and in charge of the funeral services. Mary studies at the feet of her teacher, and Jesus defends her right to participate in that form of theological education. The two sisters are focused in different ways on single-hearted devotion to the Christ. Jesus is the center of attention of Martha's hospitality and the center of Mary's as disciple, one who is being taught. This parable of the two women exemplifies two equally appropriate responses to Jesus and the coming reign of God. Throughout the New Testament, 
Women like Mary, the Virgin from Nazareth, have welcomed God's messengers and responded with a resounding yes to God's call. Women like Mary sat at the feet of Jesus. They served like Martha. They argued for inclusion like the Syrophoenician woman. They brought their friends to encounter Jesus like the woman at the well. They offered financial support for mission like Joanna. They led house churches like Phoebe. They evangelized like Priscilla. They sang of justice and walked in faith and dreamed of a new and transformed world enlightened by the light of Christ. Dominican sister Barbara Reed, in her essay, Choosing the Better Part, wonders what would happen if we begin to act out of a vision that allows for the rich diversity of gifts in the community to be used in service without regard to gender distinctions. Both women and men are called to contemplative listening, and women and men called to all forms of ministry would together hear Jesus' approval of their having chosen the better part.